Grace and Glory, the radio ministry of Grace Valley Christian Center, featuring biblical teachings of the Christian faith with Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and former professor in Greek and theology. Pastor Matthew holds degrees from Westminster Theological Seminary, and he pastors Grace Valley Christian Center in Davis, California, adjacent to the University of California at Davis. Join us today for part two of a special holiday message, Who is This Child? Last week, Pastor Matthew shared with us from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, how the Apostle is introducing to his unbelieving readers this Jesus Christ, the Word of God, one with the Father, existing from all eternity, the light of men, that this Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary by the work of the Holy Spirit, is none other than the Almighty God Himself. This Christmas season, there can be no better pursuit possible than to search for ourselves the answer to that question, Who is this child? For our eternal destinies rest on the conclusion we come to. Now for part two of Who is this child? If you have your Bible with you, turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Now here's our teacher, Pastor Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. The prophet Amos tells us, Seek me and live. Seek the Lord and live. Seek good that you may live. But how can man, mortal man, sinful man, seek you? How can he come to your heaven? How can he appear before your majesty? Therefore you sent your son, seeking us that we may seek the Lord and live. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you open the eyes of the spiritually blind, that such people for the first time may behold the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ and join the company of St. John the Apostle and all other apostles and all other believers throughout the ages who beheld his glory. And those whose eyes you have opened, we pray that you grant us greater perception that we may know more of God, that we may have greater joy, greater peace, that we may worship you in greater reverence, that we may obey you, O God, with greater zeal, until our justice may flow, roll on like a river, and our righteousness like an unfailing stream. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Gospel of John reveals the words and deeds, yes, of Jesus Christ. Yet they are the words and deeds of God the Father. 
if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Knowing the Son is knowing the Father. Turn with to verse 14. Kai Hologos sarks again at all. The Word became flesh. The Word was from all eternity. Now the Word became in time flesh. Deity not abandoned, deity not reduced, God taking upon himself the human nature. The divine person taking upon himself human nature in body and soul. And John in 1 John 4 tells us if you deny that Jesus has come in the flesh, you are a heretic, you are an antichrist. God, divine person taking upon himself flesh, the stuff of humanity. Flesh. The question is, why did he do this? Why incarnation? Let me tell you why. To obey God fully as our representative. The last Adam, because everyone disobeyed God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And finally there is one God, man, coming. In our place and our representative to fully obey God. Why did he become flesh? To be our mediator between God and man. Why did he take upon himself flesh? To die for our sins. But because only flesh dies. The word became flesh. Let me tell you. Without the agency of a man. By the mighty operation of the spirit upon this Mary. How can this be? I have no husband. The Spirit of God shall come upon you. The power of the Most High shall overshadow you. God's work, supernatural work. And if you believe this word created the whole universe, you should be able to believe that the divine nature took upon himself perfect human nature. I'm not saying that man became God. I'm saying God became man. And yet... He was without sin. You go home and look at these verses. John 8, 46. John 8, 29. In John 8, 46, Jesus says, Can any of you convict me of sin? And John 8, 29 says, I have always pleased the Father. John 15, verse 10 says, I have always obeyed and kept his commandments. Yes, he was tempted, yet he did not yield to temptation. He became flesh. John says he dwelt among us for 33 years. And what else? He says, we beheld his glory. Nobody beholds his glory unless our eyes are opened. And God opened the eyes of the apostles and everybody else. And look! And he says, they saw the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to chapter 2 of John. And there you read about a sign that how he performed, how, how he made the best wine ever made in the history of the universe. 
by the mighty operation of his power. And then look at verse 11, chapter 2 of John. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana in Galilee. He thus what revealed his glory. All signs that St. John describes in his gospel is revealing the glory of God. Turn with me to the 11th chapter of John. Let me read to you from verse 4, speaking about his friend Lazarus who is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. He's going to perform a miracle and they will see it and they will understand this man is more than man. He's God. Look at verse 40, John 11. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see what? The glory of God. We beheld his glory in his teachings, in his miracles. We beheld his glory. We understood. They asked the question, who is this man? The winds obey him. Demons are subject to him. Who is this man who walks on the water? Who stills the storm? Who is he? The glory. They beheld the glory. We beheld his glory. And not only that, he says, he was full of grace and truth. Look at it, full of grace and truth. Grace, that's what you need, and that's what I need. Grace is for undeserving, miserable, wretched human beings who through sin merited hell and damnation, and God comes and offers us grace. Grace coming through the person and work of Jesus Christ, especially his death on the cross. Christ died for our sins and was raised for our justification. Grace, grace to you, the apostles write in the epistles, grace to you, you need grace. You need salvation, you need hope, you need peace, you need life, you need grace. Where do you get it? In him is life. In him is fullness of grace. In him is fullness of truth. Jesus Christ came to the Jews and the apostles also preached to the Jews. And they relied on their own righteousness. They said, no, we need Moses. Moses gave us the law. And we keep the law. And we are descendants of Abraham. We have no need for it, Jesus Christ. No need for grace. Grace for the deserving people. We deserve. We are perfect. Oh, blind. Blind. John says, Moses, the law came through Moses, all right. But grace and truth did not come through Moses. And what is the purpose of law? To impart life, to impart hope, to impart joy to sinners, miserable sinners. The purpose of the law was to make us conscious of our sin. The intention, law is holy, just and good, but the intention of the Father when he gave the law to us is to make us conscious of our total depravity. It cannot save us. 
But praise be to God, God not only gave us the law, God sent his son in whom his life, in whom is the fullness of grace, in whom is truth. In other words, it is Jesus Christ who is life and who makes us alive. I have come that you may have life. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. There is darkness in the world. There is death in the world. There is misery in the world. But praise be to God. Good news of great joy to all people everywhere. God loves the world and has sent his son. In him is life for you. In him is grace for you. In him is everything for you. Fullness the plenitude of grace and truth what is the purpose of God coming in the flesh what's the purpose of this incarnation let me tell you to make us righteous through Christ's obedience to grant us forgiveness through Christ's death to give us grace to open our eyes so that we understand truth to give us light you know, all philosophies are nothing. In him is life and he is, and the life is the light of men. All religions are false. All human philosophies are nothing. It pretends to enlighten you. But it can never enlighten you and introduce you to the one and only God to save you. And we said that. He is light and he is light. And he is grace and he is truth. He is eternal and he is God. And he is perfect man. Ask the question, who are you? Why did you come? And we just told you who he is. But he himself tells us, I am. He answers his question. I am. He is I am. Exodus 3.14 in the Septuagint, ego, amy, means God who appeared in the bush. The self-sufficient, self-existing, eternal God. That's what Jesus Christ is. And John chapter 8 verse 24, if you do not believe, I am you shall die in your sins. Meaning, if you do not believe that I am God, appeared in the flesh, you shall not be saved. But listen, he is I am. He answers it. He is I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Now, he also tells us, I am the bread of life. Bread who gives you life. That's the idea. Second, I am the light of the world. I am the light who enlightens you. There is no other light. That's what I said. All human philosophies are nothing vacuous, empty. I'm the gate to God. Gate. The door that is gate that gives access to God the Father. Nobody can go to the Father without going through Jesus Christ. I'm the good shepherd who feeds you, who guides you, who protects you. You want to know who this baby is? I'm the resurrection and life. Hallelujah. 
He raises the spiritually dead. And he raises the dead from the grave. He said, I'm the way to the Father. So that you can have fellowship with the Father. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the true vine. You know what that means? I'm the one who nurtures you. All the branches are nurtured by the vine. Who is this baby? He's the I am. Who is he? Let me give you finally in summary form what John is saying by revelation. He's the eternal God. He's eternal. He's God. He's deity. He's the creator of all things. He is life. He is light. He is the eternal son, the second person of the Trinity. He is the son of God. He is the Messiah, the anointed one. He is the king of Israel. Nathaniel said, you are the king of Israel. See, he is in the minority of people whose eyes were opened to see the glory of God and were saved. He is the son of man, meaning... Daniel 7, 13 and 14, the son of man who came to the ancient of days to whom was given all authority and kingdom and worship. Son of man doesn't mean a human being. The Samaritans came and confessed, remember, you are the savior of the world. <laughs> Chapter 4 of John, verse 42. I just said he's the eternal I am. He said about himself, John 8, 24. He is the Holy One. John 6 verse 69. He is the Holy One without sin. And let me tell you. Remember in the ninth chapter. There was a blind man. Who was born blind. And Jesus healed him. Turn with me. To read what he did. And I hope you will do the same thing. When God. Opens your eyes to see the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. John 9 verse 38, then the man said, Lord, I believe. <laughs> He's the blind man, born blind, but praise be to God. This Jesus Christ gave him physical sight and what else? Spiritual sight. He is the light. And what did he do? Lord, I believe. And what? He worshipped him. And Jesus said, don't worship me. I'm just just an angel I'm just a man no he accepted worship because he's God turn with me to the 20th chapter there is this doubting Thomas who's supposed to have gone to India to preach the gospel after he was enlightened John 20 verse 28 Thomas said to him my Lord my God that is confession and that is worship. That is beholding the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me say to you, he came to save and not to condemn. He said that. Chapter 12, verse 47. He said he came to give life. It is Satan who destroyed and he came to give life. John says he came to his own his own world and especially to his own people and his own received him not. I said the vast majority of people go into this season only to mock him 
only to trivialize Christianity and Christmas. He came to his own world. He came to his own people. And John says they rejected him. They called him a Samaritan demon possessed, crazy, blasphemer, carpenter, glutton. But a Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. John said the same, we beheld the glory. The Samaritan woman, this wretched, sinful woman, said, you are the Christ. This blind man who was healed by Jesus, he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped. Thomas, a doubting person, he was given enough proof. He said, my Lord, my God, worship. Now, if you don't want have anything to do with this, let me uh, say this, what he said. Let me read this to you. John 5 and verse 28. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice. Whose voice is it? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to come with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet. He's going to come. And their graves will hear the voice and come out. Everyone will come out. All philosophers will come out. All politicians will come. All rich people of the world will come out. All who mocked Jesus Christ will come out. And those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. And those who have done good will rise to live. What is the one good thing we can do? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Oh, not of the will of man, not of the will of flesh, not of the will of the husband. No, 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 no. Born of God. God will perform a miracle. Eyes will be opened. You will look at Jesus Christ and you will fall down and you will confess, Lord, I believe. I hope that you have heard the gospel. Who is this baby? He's the eternal one. He's the revealer. He's God. He's life. He's light. He's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who brought grace and truth. That's what word became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. What do you want to do in response to this truth that is declared? I told you vast majority of people will be indifferent, will walk away. Some will be very hateful and cursing. But I pray that some of you will join the Samaritan woman, will join the blind man who was healed, will join Thomas, will join the apostles, will fall down in repentance and in faith will worship and honor this baby clothed in rags and lying in a manger. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Give sight to the blind. 
and give blindness to those who pretend to have sight. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory with Pastor P.G. Matthew. Join us next week for a special New Year's message. You can receive a free transcript of today's program or a cassette for $3. You might want to get a pen and write down our address and phone number. If you're interested in one of our recent series, just call us now at 530-756-5255. We're available to take your call. That's 530-756-5255. Or you can write us at Grace and Glory, 27173 County Road 98, Davis, California, 95616. If you're right, be sure to include the date and subject of the requested program. We invite you web users out there to log on to our website at www.gracevalley.org. If you have sound capability, you can listen to this broadcast on our website. It's available 24 hours a day worldwide. We really enjoy hearing from our listeners. Please write us to let us know how you have benefited from this ministry. And if you've enjoyed the ministry of Pastor Matthew, come visit us at Grace Valley Christian Center. Sunday worship services are 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. with Sunday school at 9 a.m. Wednesday evening Bible study is at 7 p.m. A Bible study for international students is Monday evening at 7 p.m. Call for details. Grace Valley Christian Center also offers nursery services, children's Sunday school programs, junior and senior high youth groups, and a college ministry. Visit us this week. We're on Pedrick Road, just south of Russell Boulevard in West Davis. From Sacramento or the Bay Area, take I-80 to Pedrick Road. Travel north on Pedrick Road four miles, and Grace Valley Christian Center is on the right-hand side. Pastor Matthew is currently teaching a series on the book of Acts during Sunday morning services at 10 a.m. We remind you that this is a listener-supported program. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to give to this program, we welcome your support. Join us next week at the same time for another segment of Grace and Glory, Biblical Teachings of the Christian Faith with Pastor P.G. Matthew. Don't forget to write and be sure to tune in next week.